everybody. Welcome to today's show. Natasha, what are we talking about today? In our gathering table this month, the theme is love. And we're talking all about love. And we're actually reading a, a book called The Five Love Languages, Singles Edition. Now, don't get upset. I'm not reading. <laughs> I'm not reading. Are you reading a singles edition? Reading the singles edition because it actually covers communication with your children and with your parents and with your coworkers. It's just, it's not just solely focused on a marital relationship, which is what Gary Chapman's first book, The Five Love Languages, was all about. Are you ready to get the clarity, confidence, and strategies you need to design your best life? I'm Richard Hazlett. And I'm Natasha Hazlett. If you're ready to experience abundance in all areas of your life, then you're in the right place. Each week on this podcast, we're going to share with you the tools we've used to help thousands of people find their purpose and live their life by design. So if you're ready to start the journey, head over to designyourbestlife.com and download your Clarity Roadmap when this episode is over. This is, to me, a life-altering concept of these love languages that we give and receive love in a different way. And I remember how shocked I was when I, when I heard about this concept. And then I started seeing how, for example, I give love and I want to receive love in a certain way, but you're totally different from me. <laughs> and, and I kept wondering, <laughs> why are you not into the way that I like to give love and it's not that you don't like it right it's not that you're like mean about it or anything but well it, i don't know because one of the things is words of affirmation that's that's one of the things you like right and see this is a, this is kind of an issue for me because i was raised by someone my father was the type of person that was like look talk is cheap i don't want you don't go don't go around telling people what you're going to do just do it and show what you're going to do don't talk about it. Just do it. So it's interesting that I got paired up with you. <laughs> so because I feel like if I'm giving you a bunch of platitudes and fake compliments, <laughs> even if they're real, I'm just saying it, it to me, it seems like why would you know, why would that be something that, that she would like? But, you know, I, I guess I feel like I'm not really doing anything when I give you a genuine compliment. I think that is so just worthless. But you're over there beaming and you love it. So I guess I need to, to pay attention to that more. You know, it's so it's so interesting because, you know, so many people say talk is cheap and and, you know, we we joke you know, why don't you just give me some, you know, hollow, hollow words of affirmation. And you're not in in. in fairness you're not like giving me fake compliments or anything like that but it's interesting it does mean so much to me to hear those those words and I never understood why for you know a long period of time you know it's not that you were mean but you weren't you weren't telling me these like little things until I'd bring it up and you're like, well, yeah, of course I appreciate that you do X, Y, Z or yeah, of course I'm really proud of you that you did Y, but I mean, why do you need to hear that? <laughs> so 
So what are the, the different styles? Well, in addition to the best form of love, which is words of affirmation, there's acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. You know, one of the really interesting things that I discovered in retaking this test a little over a month ago, it was part of one of the experiences we were doing in, inside our gathering table, was that one of my love languages changed. And so still words of affirmation was at the top, but I used to be a real gift person, but now as a mom of three, it's acts of service. Acts of service is my next highest one. That's why I'm beaming if, you know, the dishes are done or the bed is made before I get in there or something that's small like that because that just makes my life so much easier and it, it seems so small and insignificant. As I think back in our relationship, since I'm a quality time person, see, I think back at all the awesome times that we've had, like going hiking in bear country and going like a mile into the woods and then seeing, starting to see evidence of uh, bears. Are you bringing up bear poop <laughs> on the podcast? Going on, going on that adventure and then uh, going hiking at Bruno Dunes. Where I almost... Idaho. Where I almost died on a sand dune. Okay, not really, but it felt like I was going to die. You definitely didn't almost die, but one thing that we did do was end up with about 50 or 60 coyotes all around us for about two hours of hiking, which somehow you didn't even realize that they were coyotes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was like a, that was a fun adventure. <laughs> So I don't know. You don't that you don't like those times? Well, in addition to the fact that <laughs> I am not an outdoorsy person, but it is it's so interesting. We were joking about this actually this morning. How is it that we get paired up? My my top two are your bottom two, your top two are my bottom two. And it just it, and what's so interesting is when there are moments of frustration between us, it usually has to do with a difference in the love languages. And that's, and it, you know, and the great news is it's something that you can recognize and, and make a meaningful shift and it doesn't require years of therapy. Well, it must've mean we really liked each other a lot to overcome that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so, so when you look back on the times you felt most love, it wasn't, snowmobiling through the woods or trekking like what, what like going uh, rafting I mean these are all like my favorite experiences with you. I know well yeah you are definitely <laughs> you are definitely a you know spending quality time and for me I mean, of course I like hanging out with you and I am totally ADD and so this is one of those areas where you know, I've got 50 million things that I am thinking about or wanting to do. And so just getting away and so you'd like being to, in a, the woods is not so fun for me. So you'd like to just quickly be able to serve up some thoughtless comment and then be done with it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where are all my words of affirmation, people? You feel free to drop comments and let me know you love words of affirmation so yeah it's you know it's not that I don't love spending quality time it's just that 
I end up getting very easily distracted. And you love that, don't you? Very, very much. <laughs> so so what's a, what's a good takeaway that you've gotten out of this just for future possible changes in, in behaviors? Are you telling me I need to change my behavior? <laughs> no, you know, really what the takeaway is, is I, I feel like, and this is, this again, is not just geared towards people that are in a romantic relationship, but in all of your relationships with our children, with our parents, siblings, people that we work with, like our team, you know, I, I love knowing what our team's love languages are so that I can communicate with them and express my, my love for them in a way that's going to be received by them. I mean, the, the gist of this is that we're almost talking two different languages in an act of love to be willing to communicate with them in a way that they're going to feel loved. And that's, and that's important. And that might be, you know, if your if your partner, spouse, coworker, whatever isn't willing to isn't going to take the five love languages test, you can actually look back and see in your relationship. You can pretty much detect patterns of what they like and how they respond to certain things. It's it's actually pretty obvious when you take a few moments to actually reflect on it. So we just need like a Google Translate uh, translator app or something that will just plug in whatever we do that we think is loving so that we can show that we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's a conscious, I think it's really just a, a conscious decision that we're going to, number one, identify what is that person's love language or what, what's our best guess and then go out and do it. Even though it means nothing, it may mean nothing to us, even though that's not how we want to be loved. Really what, what it's all about in, in loving someone well is to love them in the way that they received the love, not necessarily how we need to receive it. Yeah. So I, I was listening to some different discussions about the book and one of the things they were talking about was just that it's not just about your love relationships, but like you said, like work relationships, anywhere that you're interacting with people that, that it would be benefit like friends or, you know, that would be beneficial to you to, to be able to show appreciation and gratitude to people. Understanding that is going to give you a, a, a kind of a next level for strengthening the relationships you have across the board. So I, I definitely think it's valuable information. I mean, when you think about it, like, you know, with girls and, and friends, I think I, in the past, I have been really a, I like to, to give gifts and, you know, I can definitely see how if, if, you know, one of my friends is a quality time person, that quality time person would much rather just go out for coffee or spend five or 10 minutes talking to them on the phone than going and giving them elaborate gifts. You know, I had a friend, I enjoyed spending time with and she always like went above and beyond with these like ex super extravagant gifts with all like all of our friends and we're kind of like we just want to hang out with you like we'd rather see you than you know get these big huge elaborate gifts at holidays or birthdays or or whatever and so you know it's it's really just loving people in the way that they want to be loved so your homework 
figure out the people in your life. What is their love language? You know, brownie points if you can get them to take the test, but then make a commitment this week to love people well in the way that they receive love and they feel love. Because I think that when we do that, you're going to start to see a, a shift in them and, and be willing to have the conversation, you know, with your spouse. Like we had a great conversation about this the other day and we were talking about the different ways that we give and receive love. And you told me something that I didn't even realize. I'm like, Oh, that's why that annoys you so much. Oh, well, okay. Well, I want to love you in the way that you want to be loved. So I'm going to alter my behavior because I want to love you in the way that you want to be loved. So I challenge you to have that conversation um, because it'll make a big difference. So let me just wrap this up by saying, Natasha, I truly appreciate all the wonderful things that you've done for our family today, getting the kids out the door, getting the dishes done, making breakfast, preparing for this podcast, and just delivering fantastic content. It's so wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> Rich, you are so ridiculous. You know, I enjoyed this quality time with you. I, that, I, I really enjoyed our time together. All right, friends. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Best Life. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor and rate and review our podcast. This lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people love our content. It would be a huge help and we would be so grateful. Be sure to head over to designyourbestlife.com and pick up the Clarity Roadmap. The Clarity Roadmap will help you get the clarity and confidence you need to take the next step to designing your best life. We look forward to you joining us next time on Design Your Best Life.